Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. It's the Friday News Roundup. Andrew McCutcheon is back with the Pirates. A glow up for the city commission might shake up the art scene here. And maybe you don't have money right now, but you could be missing out on unclaimed money. It's Friday, February 24th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. whole team, Megan Harris, Elizabeth Common, Francesca DeBecco. Good morning, ladies. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Elizabeth, you're going first because um, we love to get paid and it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the inflation has got me really thinking about finances a lot, how to pinch my pennies. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard about unclaimed money before? I have, and I'm mad. I don't have any. I don't have any money waiting for me. (laughs) I think I've heard of it. Like, I've seen commercials for it, I think. But maybe that's just, like, me remembering mesothelioma commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it definitely rings a bell. I checked this out, and I also did not have any money, sadly. But I guess that means that all of my money is in my pocket. Um, So I guess that's good. It's no extra money floating around out there. But... Basically, Elizabeth, this is just like when someone owes you money and you haven't asked for it or claimed it yet. Yeah, no, it's basically a pretty self-explanatory name. Um, It can be a lot of things, but like when the government or an organization can't locate a person to give them their money, they will send it to the state-run unclaimed property office. Obviously, we have 50 states, which means that if you've moved around a bunch, you might have to check multiple offices or go through multiple different processes. Um, But we don't care about all those other states. They're not Pennsylvania. (laughs) But in Pennsylvania, it's actually a really simple process uh, to kind of get that money. Elizabeth, how would you walk someone through this process uh, if they were looking to see if they had any money floating around out there? Well, it's a good thing you asked me this because I did have to walk my father through this. (laughs) Did he have money? He did. He and my sister did. I did not. Everyone but us. Truly. We're just unlucky. (laughs) But you just go to patreasury.gov slash unclaimed dash property. We'll include a link if you don't want to try to figure out the dashes and slashes. I'm over here typing that address right now. I've never done this before. Yeah. Let's see, Megan. Do it in real time for us. And let's see. Well, y'all keep talking because it looks like I got to fill out some boxes. So you just search up your name. um, And sometimes, you know, if there's multiple people with your name, you might have to give a little bit more information to see if it's actually yours, like your address. And it'll show basically like kind of a range of money you possibly could have. And then uh, all you have to do is claim it. Um, So you can find the link that Megan is searching right now uh, in the episode description. But you can also subscribe to the newsletter on Tuesday. I'll be running an explainer with more information on this so you don't have to filter through 
all of our <laughs> following our our uh, our conversation uh, in real time. But uh, Megan, anything show up yet? Yes, uh, not for myself, but I just looked up my partner's name, and they have an unclaimed paycheck. Ooh! Wow! Does it say the amount? Not says- to get. <laughs> I really can't wait to find out what it is because it says it's an amount under one hundred dollars is what it says. So I okay can, okay, and it's an address that they haven't lived at in like fifteen years. So fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for providing for my family just a little bit more. Elizabeth. I appreciate that. Well, maybe our listeners will have some luck with this. If you end up getting some of your money back, uh, please let us know. We'd love to kind of see if you guys use this news. So there's some news in the Pittsburgh art world. Francesca, I'm looking at you. Yeah, public art is getting a new look, we could say. Uh, (laughs) City Council just approved the first seven nominees to a reorganized commission. It's the Art and Civic Design Commission. And so far, four of those nominees have been finalized. I remember this, the, at least the reorganized part. Um, Ganey really cleaned house last year. Yeah. Mayor Ed Ganey dismissed all five members of the commission last November. People were pretty shocked by it. Uh, but looking into this, I found out that the art commission's like essential structure and function had not changed since it was created in 1911. Uh, so <laughs> the city really wanted to scrap it all. And they wanted to work on separating it into two separate camps. So two separate camps. How's that going to work? I think it's got to do with like where things are and how things are. At least that's what I remember from your newsletter, Francesca. Right. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> the one committee, the art committee, will oversee citing and changes to public art. And the other one, Civic Design Committee, will handle municipal buildings and landscapes. They say it's going to totally change how the city reviews, approves and funds public art and civic design. What about that law that always comes up while people are talking about this? I remember you writing about it um, when all of this first popped up last year. Yeah, I thought this was interesting, the way Pittsburgh went about this. It's called the Percent for Art Law. Have you guys ever heard of it? I haven't. I was talking to another artist about it, though. So I am interested in, in what it actually is. Yeah, the city has this decades-old law that requires the city to reserve 1% of the funds for construction or renovation of any city-owned structure costing $50,000 or more to also create art on that site. And art advocates want it revamped, and uh, Mayor Ed Ganey heard them out. He proposed changes to this, too, back in December. I am so ashamed. I did not know this. I need to turn in, uh, return my Bachelor of Art History. Um, (laughs) uh, So how are people feeling about this? Well, the funds aren't always enough to cover artist fees, materials, the maintenance. So the law also requires builders to place the public art at the same site as the project that's funding it, which some advocates say goes against efforts to sort of spread art more equitably Mm. across Mm. the city. So instead of having funds be used on the same project they're drawn from, the changes would mean that funds would be pulled citywide to be spent on more like substantial projects that might you know, be across town. Morgan, I know you reached out to a bunch of your art friends uh, in reference to this. Did they have anything interesting to say? Did they did they concur? 
Yeah, I reached out to quite a few artists here in the city, uh, one of whom a visual artist and muralist. You may have seen his work um, downtown by the Riverwalk of like Billy Porter. I think Wiz Khalifa is on there. It's just a a lot of really, yeah, yeah, really well-known Pittsburghers. Um, Mm. His name is uh, Camo Nesbitt. He's a Homewood native. He paints really colorful murals that explore the importance of representation of Black people in his public art. I asked him, you know, what this meant, uh, if this had any impact on his personal art. And he told me, when it comes to myself as a muralist, street artist, I'm honestly not sure how this will impact my practice. The city of Pittsburgh and the Art Commission has not really been instrumental in my works or practice in the past. As exciting as this article is, referring to the WESA article, my best answer is, we shall see. If it does impact my practice, I pray it's all positive. As a Black person in Pittsburgh, this could be huge. Black representation in rooms as such is ideal and needed in this city. I appreciate and commend the push for change. I congratulate all of the new committee members. Mikhail and Celeste are family to me in the game. He said he's intrigued, but, you know, essentially we'll see, which is kind of, you know, a very realistic approach, I feel, for uh, Black Americans and people a part of the Black and African diaspora here in the city of Pittsburgh. And Mikhail, that's one of the artists that we talked to really early in the city cast journey. Um, oh, yeah, way back. This time last year. Yeah, Mikhail Awuna's uh, visual strings artwork, you can't miss it if you're seeing a show downtown. So representation matters, and it will be, you know, refreshing to see what changes this committee plans to make uh, to the art that, you know, really inspires our everyday lives, whether we realize it or not. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins and so will everyone else there be playful be imaginative explore your magical realm because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress you must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum its art its education and all of its community outreach initiatives get your tickets now to the 25th mattress factory garden party they are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Well, baseball's back, um, you know, kind of. It's the Grapefruit League. But if you're still, you know, loyal to the Buccos, I, I feel like that's good enough, right? Yeah. Uh, Pirates spring training started this week in Bradenton, Florida. I've never been down there, but I always think about it. Late February sort of rough on the psyche up here. Mm-hmm. Wait, why is it called the Grapefruit League? It's just a nod to Florida's citrus industry. The other half of the MLB plays in the Cactus League, which is out in Arizona. <laughs> it's, just, it's cute. 
Yeah, fair enough. I imagine it's kind of like a sleepaway camp for, you know, grown men who like to, you know, toss a ball. <laughs> I think I think the same thing. That's what I think about, too, when I think about them at spring training. It just looks so fun. Um, but there's a familiar face back in the Pirates lineup. Center fielder Andrew McCutcheon. Kutch is probably the most recognizable face of the Pirates from... 2009 and 2017. Absolutely. But he really turned the team around, you know, when he was here. He gave the fans some faith. Yeah, Yeah, and he won everything. He was MVP, All-Star, Silver Slugger, won the Golden Glove. He even got the Roberto Clemente Award for philanthropy. Um, He named his child Steel. Like, he loved Pittsburgh. What a commitment. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of that while he was here. He really loved the city. 2013 was like the season I remember, um, which is probably pathetic because we didn't actually do that good by most <laughs> most team standards. For but, us, though. <laughs> um, actually, I want to pull up my favorite moment for y'all. Anyone who lived here for that season knows what's coming. Um, what a great guy to have behind the plate with his pitching staff. What? What am I listening to? <laughs> so if you jack up your volume, listen closely, you can hear the fans in the background, like over the announcer, start to scream the pitcher's name, Johnny Cueto. Um, <laughs> it was ugh, chills. It was October. It was a wild card game. Um, it was the best that the Pirates had been in decades. PNC Park even made it a blackout game. So everyone there, everyone there was wearing black. Um, and we were up against Cincinnati. And so Cueto takes the mound. And he had been so good, but he was not having a good game. And the fans start chanting his name in this like super ominous weird way and he drops the ball on the mound he got so rattled he dropped the ball so we were on the clemente bridge listening on a like transistor radio watching it and you could see it (laughs) we saw like the arena completely lose it and then a few seconds later the announcer actually told us what happened and it's just like then the bridge goes nuts it was great um I mean, we won that series and then got steamrolled in the actual playoffs. But, like, Kutch was the centerpiece back then, and it just feels so good to have him back home. That game lives on rent-free in my mind. Um, In my lifetime, I've really only been alive to see the Pirates be a winning team when Barry Bonds played here, and his (laughs) neck was, like, human size back then. (laughs) I mean, I'm a little bitter about it because, like, Kutch wanted to come home last year and like right. it feels really jaded of mm. the owner Bob Nutting to bring him back for like the last wisps of his career when we could have built a really cool team around him oh, 10 years ago. So true. But they chose not to. I mean, I guess happy 10th anniversary to the last time the Pirates had hope. <laughs> well, I actually remember that year for a different reason. You guys know I'm not a big follower of Pittsburgh sports. I know, blasphemy. Um, <laughs> but I'm right there with you. Yeah. But this uh, this year, you know, is actually my personal 10th anniversary uh, since I was diagnosed with a brain tumor when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And I had a special moment with the Pirates back then. Uh, my dad had worked for the Pirates since he was 16, actually, back in the Three Rivers days. Wow. And Papa DeBecca. I know, yeah. And he uh, he went to work wearing this bracelet that my little cousins had made in support of my fight. And Clint Hurdle, the manager at the time, he asked him about it. Gosh, that guy's just such a good man. Um, and long story short, word got around at, at the ballpark and some of the pirates ended up wearing these bracelets uh, during that season and during the games. It was so sweet to like, watch it on TV and see them wearing it and supporting me and my family. 
And um, they invited me down to the field too. I met Kutch and a ton of other players. Aww, <laughs> don't that's amazing, Francesca. <laughs> don't hate me because I can't remember all of them. Um, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> but I do remember uh, Garrett Jones. He wore the bracelet a lot, and I actually found an image of him on our photo su- subscription site Getty um, a- of him wearing it. So that was kind of cool. <gasps> it's of him like high fiving another team Can player we see it? it's so yeah the bracelet's like so slim i'm so glad you pointed it out yeah. we put it in the newsletter this morning for everyone to see it's you should totally check it out it's like the sweetest moment Aww. thank you you know you all may remember this as the last time the pirates had hope but it was a totally different type of hope that i found on that on that field um, i'll always remember how kind and sweet they were to my family and i don't know if any of them hear this just you know <laughs> It's been 10 years, but I'm still here surviving, and you are too. (laughs) Let's go Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Pirates play the Toronto Blue Jays on Saturday in Bradenton. If you're down there, I don't know why you didn't invite us. It's kind of rude. But uh, this is their first spring training action. (laughs) So go Bucks. Go Bucks. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our team this week includes Megan Harris, Mallory Falk, Elizabeth Kama, Francesca DeBecco, and me, Morgan Moody. Music is by Benji. And we'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. I should have called you Francesca DeBucco. <laughs> Ooh.